let me say that the political if you like, the political big This is the News Made of Students podcast. It's myself, Lex, here with my boy Ace. You're not middle class, you're not black white. Enjoy one podcast at a time, discussing all things. Statistically, it looks like in London yeah. right now, yeah. this is predominantly a problem of young black teenage boys. Yeah. Yo, yo, yo. How you doing, my brother? Yes, we give thanks to God, bro. All good, all good. How are you? All good, man. It's been a blessed week, blessed weekend. Yeah. Uh, some weather still, summer's still not summering, but you know, we're, we're <laughs> making it through, bro. Yeah, you know, we have to, we have to. I mean, it's been a weekend full of family, love and vibes. Trust. I mean, trust. so yeah, it was, it, was, it was good to see you, bro. <laughs> yeah, good to see, always, always good, bro, always you know good. What I mean? You know what I mean? And then the return of some old faces as well, that was really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, the man, the man know who they are. Yeah, shout out, shout outs. <laughs> 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 Very, very, very heart heartwarming, you know, and um, and yeah, man. So this this recently just so much has been going on in the world, like a lot of um goods and quite a lot of kind of like things that we definitely have to look at and challenge. And yeah. I guess the good we need to look at and aim to repeat and scale that, and the yeah. challenges we really need to look and address it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. As honestly, since nineteen seventy eight slash seventy nine, the impact on the world in terms of the impact of yeah, let's dive into it after we talk about the good, the good, good. <laughs> okay, so we start with the good, good then. Yeah, the good, good, the good, good. Good, good. You know, we. I think we. I won't be surprised if we did. I have to go back to the episode we did around this time last year, but. We have to just give a big shout out. No, this time last year, actually, if you recall, the government were just doing a fuckeries and Gavin Williamson, the MP for education, um, oh, the MP for universities, I don't know, one of them, MP for education, whatever. This is when they tried to use an algorithm to predict students' grades. Yes. And they were given, and it was obviously clear that the black and brown students and those students in lower social economic backgrounds were just given poor grades based off their previous work etc etc exactly yeah you if you remember and that, yeah, that was wild they were trying to use big data systems to pretty much say people aren't able like just to lie <laughs> literally, literally it literally yeah. fucked up like it, it, i mean everyone everyone knows someone that you know that had a little cousin or whatever brother sibling whatever that was affected but um yeah it was mad like to predict students who would Again, no through no fault of their own, you know, it's not their fault they're living through a pandemic and schools were shut for the past, you know, nine months, whatever. Yeah. Um, and then when they were given poor grades, obviously backlash caused the government to do a U-turn, and then those students were then given more favorable grades, as it were, so they can go on and live their lives at you know, wherever university or wherever wherever they went on to do. Yeah. Um obviously we're glad to report that this year isn't the case and the destiny of the students was back in their hands. Exactly, and as it should just, always you know, be. <laughs> as it should always be, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, like you know, it's just been, it's you know, from of course, you know, um, all, that, all students across the country who had 
satin for A levels or B tech or whatever. We hope everyone's happy with the results. And if you're not happy with your results, it's not the end of the world. Um, you know, life is long and fruitful. Uh, this is just a minor blip in your in your journey. But um, to all those that did excel or did well, hold tight them. We want to give a special shout out to obviously our our old alumni, our old schools, but also to um, Brampton Manor, who always just catch the 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 hearts of 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 the mandem and the galdem uh, every year, bro. Honestly, it's like it's it's lit. It's coming to the time. It's coming to a point where you know we come to this time of year. And we literally wait for it like the lotto, the lotto ball. Yeah, because yeah. It's only scaling and growing more and more and more. Even during times of such economic hardship, where we've seen a lot of people from working class backgrounds and people from you know the, those kind of areas in terms of East London, which is yeah, it's underdeveloped by the state purposely, you know, yeah. due yeah. to their austerity measures that have pretty much been in place for over ten years now. And still, due to the leadership, you know, the leadership yeah. of man like Dr. Dio, Dr. Yeah, Dio. due to Dr. Dio or Lukoshi, yeah, who has yeah. pretty much championed, championed methods of education, his drive to ensure that these kids in these areas, just because of where their background's from, does not mean that that should define their futures and has yeah. now placed essentially the keys in their hands to go yeah. and thrive and succeed, where we're seeing 55 ethnic minority background children yeah. being accepted into the top university in the, in the yeah. world, Oxford yeah. and Cambridge, you know, yeah. casually, casually. And that number more than doubled from 2018, where they saw 20 students get accepted to those, to those, um, to those schools and education. So it's a massive feat. It's a it massive We're seeing regular, consistent results. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And no, cl- clearly, this is something that is much more real than any online coach that, we've, that you can come across. You know what I'm trying yeah. to say? That is yeah. kind of talk about their results and emulating their results and whatnot. This is it, it's phenomenal. It's phenomenal. It it's honestly brings so much joy to me. To know that Bro, honestly, it really does. Like anytime I go through that, that page, their Twitter page, and they're just posting all these like young black and brown girls and boys, like it's just so amazing, man. Like young black, I just I feel like you know, it's like you just you just get gassed because he's like you're looking at the man them, you're thinking, God, like this could be this could be one of my little brothers or whatever, yeah. like, and they're just killing it. And it's really? not like they're just bro, like the results, some of them are just so mad, like one you. I can't remember his name, bro. I think his name was Kwame or something. I think that's why I was, I was like intrigued because he's a young guy and young brother. Yeah. And at like, four eight stars, he's gonna go study like maths and philosophy at, at Cambridge. Like, what the fuck? Like these dudes are just so intelligent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's so oh, bro, honestly, like it really warms the heart, man. And uh, yeah, so every year I, I, it's funny. I was speaking to it today as well with uh with, I was speaking, I was speaking about it today, and the person I was speaking about it with was like we had this conversation this time last year and I was like, you know what, I'm probably going to bring this up every single year. Like, yeah. When I'm the time, man, God. Yeah. I'm like, fam, this is just, so, it's so wavy. These By the kids, grace of God, we do an annual thing and more. And it keeps doubling under the, the under the leadership of Dr. Dio, bro, because honestly, it's incredible, man. Mm-hmm. It really is because these kids and these schools, this school, this school in particular, their, their, their numbers are beating that of, you know, Eton. 
Yeah. These are top fee-paying schools in this country with strong prestige and 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 history and stuff um, for those people who you know those people um, and these you know people these parents are paying you know forty plus thousand a year to send their kids to these schools yet in a a a, a, more, a, a more impoverished uh, part of East London somewhere you know these kids are just coming in and just smashing it. Absolutely. They're just smashing it, bro. Honestly. Absolutely. Honestly. It. And um, yeah, it is it, like you said, it's for me, it what it demonstrates is the presence of role models that can be identified with for people yeah. from that that identify with the with similarly, you know, yeah. and the, the presence of that black male figure again, which was mm-hmm. pretty much systemically cut out of a lot of of a lot of households a lot of institutions yeah in like you know like just in terms of historically looking at at the history of 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 britain you yeah it was pretty much cut out pretty much everyone's making used to corrupt making jokes where's your dad where's this person that person you can't cut that you can't relate to saying yeah this is funny because you're this this type of figure in your life should be missing. It was almost mm-hmm. like um, kind of like a badge of honor to be one of the rare families that had a, a father present in in their life. Do you get what I'm trying to say? And yeah. then, you know, with this person present here in the school as a head teacher figure, which definitely was not something that was going on when I was in school. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know, no, most definitely, bro. Say, yeah, um, I can count on like. Which is just um, what just over ten years ago, twelve years, twelve, twelve, thirteen years. Yeah, yeah. was it something that was going on during around those times? And then within that time, within the time where austerity has kicked off, that Tadaya mm-hmm. has managed to strategically position himself in a mm-hmm. way where he now and the school and institution now represents a beacon of hope. <laughs> there's yeah. there's actually light somewhere in. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say. And let's be um, sure, like, you know, I'm sure as, as incredible it is what Brampton men are doing, I'd like to think that other schools across the country um, with, you know, majority black and brown student uh, populations and stuff that are also doing really, really well and also ensuring that their, their black and brown students are excelling to the highest level. But, um, you know, when the when, when, when time I see Brampton men are on the timeline, especially around... Um, results days and stuff it always makes me think is that right because obviously let's let's if we break it down and we have a real chat we live in a country where probably what i'm i'm i would confidently say 99 percent of mps in the especially in the government and especially mps in the government probably don't send their kids to state schools yeah 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 they are are, are the ones who essentially uh, run schools, yeah. and govern yeah. these, these state schools. Mm-hmm. So it makes you think to yourself, okay, so it's almost like perfect. Let me give you an analogy. It's almost like a chef that never tastes his own food. Exactly. But he serves everyone else that food, but yep. he never tries his own food. He goes he goes to another restaurant somewhere and yeah. has that food, but he never tastes his own food. Yeah. And, you know, you start to think to yourself, like, right, like, Okay, so obviously we, we this oh, this is a big conversation, and obviously we know there's layers to it. Obviously, so most of them send their kids to private schools, 
um, um, a lot of them with you know very high prestigious uh, uh, alumni, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, again, prestigious with uh, inverted commas, um, and they never send their kids to like you know these schools like Brampton Manor or other state schools across the country and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it makes you think like obviously one could one could infer that obviously they clearly don't think these schools are good enough. Yet they continue to underfund these schools, govern these schools, you know, sometimes set these schools really unrealistic targets that give teachers burnout, et cetera, et cetera, that then lead to uh, a lack of quality in their teaching and stuff. Yep. Um, and then, you know, so when you do see schools like Brampton Manor and then the success that they have, it, it really does reinforce how important it is that schools take their matters into their own hand and aren't just purely government uh, uh, led or government focused in regards to um, uh, uh, like, you know tick boxing um, uh, things that the government have laid out in, 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 in what they in what they deem to be uh, markers or or, 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 or or quotas that are that show that a school is excelling for example yeah like just that rather than focusing on this kpis kpis yes these these keep like you know keeper indicators is the actual real authentic connections exactly as opposed to this blanket well are are they ensuring that each person turns up are they ensuring exactly people take break at this time yeah i mean bro a hundred percent and this is like you know when you read like dr dial's you know the, the kind of things that he's done personally to implement in his school. Um, you know, like he st- he he opened the door to the school gates from six a.m. to allow students to come in from six to study and and and, and all this kind of stuff. And mm-hmm. and obviously, you know, he's for his from what I've read, he's, he seems more discipline focused, which is obviously a good thing, etc. But you know, and and I'm not saying that his his uh, uh, tactics or his uh, way of of, of running a school is a one-size-fits-all thing and it, it will work in every other school. But I think schools need to look at themselves and see what would work for their student body and what would work for, for their teachers and stuff to ensure, like, these incredible results, you know? Um, because it has to get a point, where, like, it has to get to a point where state schools need to be on par with these private institutions that then go on to breed majority of the MPs that run the country, uh, majority of CEOs that run big business, majority of uh, 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 head head um, doctors in, in our NHS. Like, it needs to get to that point because otherwise we're just going to continue to breed this class inequality that this country is steeped in. And only, you know, the, 100% of the jobs are going to go to 2% of the population that, went, that can afford these big private schools. Facts, facts, facts. And it, it goes to kind of question like, what here is the agenda? Because everyone obviously understands what the government does, the government governs. But I don't think people understand that just because the government governs doesn't mean that the government has people's best interests at yeah. hand, depending on who the government is yeah. and what the government is made up of, you know? Like, yeah. These are people that can either advocate and fight for people or people that can either advocate and fight for their own personal wealth and personal gain. And we've seen it time and time again. 
since I would say again, especially just like the 1980s, the leaders since uh, yeah, since 1980, since yeah. capitalism really kicked off. You know, even you know when we look at Tony Blair, once I would say he's the father of of today's kind of politics. Yeah, in Britain for yeah. sure, definitely, definitely, definitely. Like as soon as he pretty much finished being the prime minister, he was pretty much getting paid to do talks left, right, and centre, and raising up his his capital portfolio, like just publicly as a media public figure. Do you know, yeah. someone that has influence within the parliament because they're his ex peers. So therefore, mm-hmm. he can ensure that certain things happen for the people that are paying him to make them happen. And then yeah. to the extent that we're now seeing news that David Cameron has been paid up to £10 million by um, a company that's collapsed. Mm-hmm. A company called Greensill that's collapsed. It, 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 you know, it's, it, it, it's, it's a wild. It's very, it very is. wild. <laughs> and we're going to continue to see this stuff once the current government of the day leave. You know, these, these people go into government not for the well. Again, we can we we we're, for the last ten years we've seen that people aren't going into government for the benefit of, or, or for the or for the the goal of you know benefiting society and helping society and ensuring that everyone has a you know a a, a good quality of life as it were. People go into government to set up essentially their their pensions, their futures, their children's futures. And that's through, you know, government uh, uh, um, influence to, to, from, from, from big corporations um, and who, who subsequently then pay off, like in David Cameron's case, then give them a payoff a couple of years after being in office so it doesn't look as suspicious and stuff. But, you know, we live in an era now where everything is scrutinised and everything is being watched. And when we do see things like this, like with David Cameron having this payout years after being um, prime minister, it just makes you it just makes you believe. Think so. What are these people actually doing every day while they're in office? Are they, yeah. you know, like are they actually trying to pass laws that improve the NHS or improve schools? Improve the lives of the British people. Have they got Britain's best interest at hand or are they looking to make sure that they have their holiday home secured and their international status cemented? Because as of today, we've got a current prime minister that just keeps saying that the salary is not enough. Being on six figures is not enough while people are going to food banks. And it's very bizarre. Yeah, no, it's true a dystopian world where everything is polarized and warped right now mm-hmm. that it is actually they've made it much more difficult to make real connections and hold people to scrutiny like yeah. like like the labor party for example what's going on there <laughs> yeah oh my god <laughs> bro i think we've said it a couple of times in the various other podcasts but i really do believe that the current labor leader is a mole in the Labour Party to destroy the party from within. I really do believe that. Mm-hmm. And from his all of his actions, it doesn't seem like you'll be far off. I mean, a lot of media outlets like LBC now are really starting to, to say, like, what does this guy stand for? Why mm-hmm. doesn't he oppose when, when, when things have happened? Why is he sitting dormantly and waiting for the reaction of the public before he reacts. Yeah. 
-hmm. Why isn't he standing for anything? Where is the opposition? What does Mm -hmm. he oppose from Boris? Every single day he calls him the good honourable and says he's a good man and and talks about respecting Boris's character. Someone that totally connived and schemed to assassinate Jeremy Corbyn's character. Every single day he's saying this guy's got good character, this guy's got good character. The same guy that basically, you know, that not to judge anyone in terms of their own personal life, but this guy is like going around having affairs within his, like breaking a, a marriage contract to a death door apart, breaking that. And you think that he's going to not break her off that he's made to the country. Yeah. yeah. As easily. Do you get what I'm trying to say? No, and bro, then, I, I totally agree. I totally and then agree. you can see that he's currently, he's used to breaking oaths. He makes these mm-hmm. oaths in jest. And then on top of that, you know, you've got an opposition party who cannot call him out about mm-hmm. his, his, his lies to the, to the point that someone from his own party had to step out of the whip, out of their kind of like um, their agenda and say, yeah, this guy is a liar to the point where they've got expelled from, from parliament. And that's that person talking about Don Butler. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's true. And, you know, you can tell this guy is struggling and dying for his his own life when, when man like Tony comes back or or, or claims that he's going to make a comeback um, to the Labour Party to basically essentially revive it. Uh, Obviously this is someone that, that, uh, uh, Starmer admires greatly um, uh, and believes, you know, and believes he, 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 believe the energy of 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 his 90 what was it 92 that he got voted into power 92 that Tony Blair won um I can't remember 92 or 91 that yeah. the, the, the energy of Blair's 92 um uh, landslide needs to be brought back um it was, no, it was 97 was it 97 97 yeah, yeah 97 but times have changed this is 2021 times have changed Tony Blair left that office the most unpopular prime minister in the generation so you know we have to we have to put things into context into context and he's just he's there he's there just just living off of past glories and this is a different time this is a different place this is a different, different uh, era. Uh, Tory government that we, we we have in power at the moment you know and and we're paying for that popularity yeah for that short popularity there's been a huge huge debt now that the whole mm-hmm. that the whole of the country's paying for yeah you know, and at the end of the day, like being popular doesn't mean that everything was all po- co- rosy and cozy. Like yeah. being popular at times means that you're not challenging the status quo. Mm-hmm. It means that you can be riding a wave and not really making yeah. any real changes. And sometimes it means you're sweeping things under the rug. Mm-hmm. Other, and it can also mean that, you know, you are appeasing people at the cost of true connection mm-hmm. when we look at when we look at the when we look at the decisions that tony blair took towards the end of his like legacy in terms of partying up with a huge republican right-wing government in america and taking mm-hmm. on those kind of imperialist kind of decisions to go to the war the impact of that is still we're still reaping it today yeah you know yeah. and and it's and it's it's, it's, it's just, it's, it's so 
bizarre that Keir Stammer has more energy for people in his own party mm-hmm. as opposed to the energy, this energy for people that are supposedly his opposition. Well, this is it. Um, I, I, I don't know what, I, like I always, I, I feel like Boris has something on Keir Starmer that obviously no one knows, not even his wife knows, because I don't understand this energy that he comes with. Mm-hmm. It's just so lacklustre, so, so yellow-bellied, so spineless. Like, it's just not, he, he, he's, he, he's not holding the government of today accountable enough. And that, that, that's my biggest, that's my biggest thing about him and the way he's running the Labour Party. Again, it's not me, not us even saying that we have any allegiance to any political party in this country, because if we're being honest, I think politics is, the way politics is now, especially two-party systems, you can't really have an allegiance. Mm-hmm. I think you have to base your political, uh, especially when you vote, you have to base all this stuff on on the manifestos that each party sets out um, on the election day or whatever, or during the election campaign, because both parties, all parties in this, I believe in this country, particularly in the West, they all have obviously secret agendas, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, and they'll all tell you something just to get you in bed with them, and then just they'll just basically fuck you and leave you, bro. That's all I think. Pretty much, like at this at the time now, due to the way that the voting system is first past the post, yeah. due to the way that the party style of government is, you cannot hold these people to account. They are literally mm-hmm. paid. They they all they 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 lie. They lie mm-hmm. professionally. They yeah. professionally lie and manipulate people. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, it's like, how far is it going to go? It's getting so much more warped away. That how far is it going to go? They're like, mm-hmm. oh. At one point, they were saying, yeah, everyone needs to have an ID. They want to bring in the ID to vote thing, and then they were saying, well. Of course, all councils are going to be required to provide people with their with ID passes. What What do you mm-hmm. mean? Of course. Where, where does that? Where did that? Where was that ever? You know what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Where was that ever? Where was that ever in what you they were saying? You know, and this is happening after like oh, it's it's just like it's hard to dive into it without um without having any emotional tugs or pulls, you know? Yeah. Because you yeah. can really see just how dangerous the government of the day is today. Yeah. Like, wow. It the is whole system, honestly, man. It's honestly like a page out of Gotham right now. Yeah, facts. You facts. Know? And it's like there's so many villains involved. It's, it's, it's so wild. <laughs> yeah. It's so wild. And 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 on top of that, we're we're dealing with the the true effects of global of this globalization, this global kind of neoliberalism through mm-hmm. the planet. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Eco fascism, bro. It's 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 crazy. Like mm-hmm. all of the places where t- typically a lot of lower income people. Um, are strategically located at the moment are all suffering the most. Yeah, the global north, the global south divide. Yeah, yeah, all suffering the most from this global warming, from this global, mm-hmm. from the effects of not just like global warming is a blanket effect. Of course, it's a blanket term. At the end of the day, what we're seeing is 
direct pollution in in drinking water supply. Mm-hmm. We're seeing gases from the rearing of animals and mm-hmm. corporations create a hole in the global atmosphere. So that's two separate situations. Yeah. Yeah. We're seeing, we're also seeing that land is being polluted due to, due to landfills, due to rubbish mm-hmm. and waste. Mm-hmm. We're see, we're so, so we're seeing lots of different types of effects in the ocean, we're all, in, in the world, sorry. We're also seeing yeah. the deposit of rubbish into the ocean affecting not just the water, not just the quality of the water, but the animals yeah. that are that the fish and the wild the sea life <laughs> that is mm-hmm. yeah that is that is pretty much that is in, inhabits those areas being dim, diminished we're, mm-hmm. we're, we're, it's it's and all of this is for for profit so it's like profit at a cost of what like when how far would it go how, where is it going to get to <laughs> Well, with that, bro, and there's also, like, yeah, you're, you're spot on there. But then there's also the fact that literally only 1%, the richest 1% of this world's population account for about 15% of CO2 emissions in, 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 in the world. So it's also a massive inequality as well. So when they say things like, oh, it's you using the plastic straw and it's you doing this with your plastic bag and stuff, yeah, of course, those things all have an impact. But... It really is global corporations and yeah. and, and global uh, 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 conglomerates who are who account for the majority of 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 the of you know CO two emissions and other other um, global warming uh, contributors. So it's 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 a massive problem that obviously we all need to tackle, but it's also things like you know. Like there was talk of those talk of I think it was um, it was it, I think it was actually the Conservative government I was talking about. We don't know how the situation would get sorted unless the major corporations who contribute so much to this stuff are are penalised. Yeah, factual, and it has got to be like a global penalisation because the way that they're multinational now. It makes interest go like just again unaccountable. Doing something in one place and then going to another place and get, get managing to get away with it because of how much money you're pumping in again. Mm-hmm. It's, it's 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 wild and it's bizarre and it's unnatural. And the the level of how unnatural it is is literally showing on the world on the world. Like they want to start sending people off to space casually are they thinking about the impact of the of of how much those fuels will affect you know they want to like they're saying that they're these people that represent that are going around talking about talking about the effects of you know global warming and green and using fossil fuels are the same people taking private jets to get to all the conferences. Yeah. So we really do have to make it make sense, and like, yeah. and stop stop this kind of facade of painting that everyone needs to become a billionaire. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That that's not true. You don't need to be a billionaire to be happy. Like you don't need to no. be a billionaire to be to have a high quality of life. Like we don't need like 
to have several billionaires before the quality of lives of others improve. I mean, we have several billionaires in the world right now. Several billionaires were yeah. made in a pandemic. And has that improved the life of the, and the greater good of most of the, of the population in the world? Hell to the no. Yeah, yeah. I have to argue no. You get what I'm trying to say? Like, yeah. how is this benefiting? How, how, who is this benefiting and how is this benefiting? You get what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Like, because more people are in more pain than ever. If not physical, yeah. from starvation, addiction, mm-hmm and direct poverty then there's a lot of things going on inside people as well spiritually internally and mentally mm-hmm. the people that are fighting to be at the top are having issues issues in themselves as well like the person that is that's that's grinding out all of these hours and time they know it's finite so they're having to move on after a certain time so they're just do, using the system to churn out more and more toy soldiers before yeah. they go off, off the rails later on in their life. Like, these are real, real issues. And there's real, there's real studies behind it that have shown that that kind of stress that people take on is not healthy and it's not natural. You know? I totally agree, my bro. So it, it's, it's kind of like a, a place where how long can this keep up for? <laughs> And how long will we tolerate this for as a society? I believe the news made us do this. See that. <laughs>